So let us stand on our feet and read from Revelation chapter 2 verse 2 to verse 3. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars. Timanyebi koruabio no kufubako no kugumikirisako eranga toyinza kugumikirisababi erawabake mabeita batume songa sibo Balimba. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of His Word. You may be seated. Amen. Now, this is the Ephesian Church Age. We say the age of Ephesus is the first of, uh, of the seven. And uh, it acts as uh, an example of all the seven. We have already seen a number of things about the very age. But we want to look at the rest tonight. No, no, there's some more, some more about, about it. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I know your works and your labor and your patience and how you cannot bear them that are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles that are not and have found them liars and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake you have labored and you have not fainted. How beautifully the Savior praises and commends his children. He takes full account of their fine spiritual attitudes. And behavior. He knows that there is weakness amongst them. But as yet he does not cry out against it. As yet. Isn't that just like the Lord? He knows how to encourage us in the right matters. And to discourage us in the wrong matters. Hallelujah. On Sunday, we looked at the beaten uh, gold. We saw how God can put the church in pressure. How can put your life in pressure? How can beat you? And when he's beating you, he is taking you out of one shape 
and putting you into another shape. You must have those beatings as a Christian. To have the character that God wants. We are born crooked. We grow crooked. God doesn't want us in the crooked form. He wants us in the right form. He wants us in the right shape. And he's the one who has the blue print. So when he's beating us, he's putting us in the shape. The pastor said it well. The pastor said the right thing. He said he's in a school. Do you know God can allow you to be exiled out of your country? And what he's doing there, he's putting you in under pressure to create the character he wants in you. To put the shape that he wants in you. Because when everything is okay. When everything is good. Your man people who appreciate you. You are among people who know you. Who love you. You will not have that uh, enough pressure. That will put you out of but he knows where you can find enough pressure is across the border pressure and he will throw you there because you are his vessel you are clay he is the potter. Hallelujah. Mena. He can even cause death to happen in your family. He can even kill your child. He can even take your wife. He can even take your husband. And it brings you in such a pressure. And when you're going through that pressure, you come out now in a different form. You come out in a different shape. And that is the shape that God wanted in you. He wants to have that character, that shape. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God does that. I will remind you when the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt. Yes, they were in bondage. And their time for deliverance was near. And God wants them in a deliverable shape. So he, he allowed more 
pressure. He allowed a Pharaoh who put them in more suffering. And he increased the suffering and increased the suffering. Until they cried. They cried more than ever. And when they did. They crying touched God. Because God was to respond to the cry. So he had to for him to bring the deliverance. That's what God does. Hallelujah. Amen. That's our God. When he went to the Israel, the children of Israel to go back to their land. To the in 1944, 45, there. They, they followed, they faced a massacre. A holocaust. They were burnt and burnt and because God wanted to put them in that shape in the shape for, for them to desire a country of their own now they are home they have their own nation waiting for the Messiah do you know, even us as the bride of Jesus Christ, we must live in a time where we are looking up for our redemption is near. This world is becoming very pressurized. Very pressurized. For a child of God. America is rotten. Very rotten worth burying. Just like a few days ago. The Supreme Judge. They pass uh, a law that uh, legalizes, you know, gay marriages. So a man can walk with a man to church or to a government office. And they are legally married. And one is legally a wife, another is legally husband. And if you divorce, you share things equally. Because one is a wife of another. Legally by the constitution now. Amen. So imagine such a situation. And then I saw now another article where now the churches, uh, uh, the pastor 
One pastor in, uh, I think it was, uh, is it Chicago? To those who are, uh, that we shared it on the WhatsApp. Is it Chicago? Some states. They also made a law. They also said God's word is the most sacred uh, uh, law and rights. And the freedom of worship is the highest form of freedom that cannot be undermined by another. In other words, they are trying to protect themselves against persecution of the gays. Because if a woman comes with a woman and they want to be wedded by you and you tell them no they have a right to sue you for discriminating their choice of love if a man comes with a man and they want to be wedded, you refuse, they can sue you for sectarianism. You have, they are Americans, you are an American organization, licensed to serve American people. And now you are discriminating others. This is their choice of love. You see? Now the pastors are trying to protect themselves. Open by some laws. And now American stupid laws are getting to everywhere in the world in the moment because as you know the world is living under it's a global village and for you to be a country that is in favor you have to be in favor with their stupid laws. That's what is happening. What does that mean? It puts the church on pressure. We must feel homesick like never before. Heavenly sick. Like never before. We must look up. And claim our redemption. Our only hope is the rapture. The being caught away. And I saw Obama in a video. Rejoice, he was very uh, commendful and very happy that America has achieved a great, great step. 
and that brings America more in unity. Because the gay has his right and it is his right is, is accepted. A lot of stuff like that. And he gave his speech like it's a great achievement. That is America. And America is not like any other nation. There are nations in this world that matters a lot. Yes, there are icons. Because they are written in the Bible. They are nations to watch. Russia is in the Bible. Russia mu Bible America is in the Bible. Na America mu Bible Rome is in the Bible. Roma mu America na These are great players. In the end time. Muchisera chine chisemba yo. Amen. Mena. America is in Revelation 13. America yesangi ye 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 tukirisa kubikura 13. And also Revelation 18. It is Revelation 13 as a beast with two horns that look like lamb horns. And it came from the land and it forced the whole world to worship the first beast. The first beast is Rome. And it spoke like a dragon. Amen. That is America. And also in uh, Revelation 18, there is revenge. Amen. Mena. There are those uh, uh, kings that hated the whore. In a moment. Amen. And we know. By prophecy. Amen. Amen. That America will pay for it. And Rome. They'll pay for it. And already Russia is threatening. Is speaking very disappointedly. Already it is very disturbed about the, it says the ungodly, the ungodliness. Of America, defiling the world. We know according to Prophet A. If they ask me, I can tell them it is biblical. Revelation 18 4. That is America and Vatican. That will be bombed. 
by Russia. Russia. And those two nations will cease. Brother Branham said, Brother Branham God has put the communists to be there as a whip to bring his vengeance about upon the ungodliness of America and Roma to burn the horror. But my sir, my point is pressure. How God allows pressure to happen in the world, to happen in the church. Amen. Amen. So that God can put us in the right condition. And these pressures that you're seeing upon us, they may, things may not get better. They may continue like this. Because this pressure puts you on your knees. Amen. Put you on the knees. And as you get on the knees and cry out of desperation, the purging goes on in your life. You get cleansed. And you get more in fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Until God will say, I cannot stay there any longer. I'm coming down to, to be with you now. Because I'm your protection. I am your defense. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says, Bible In that day, Michael shall stand upon the earth. For your people, Daniel. Daniel. And every name that is written in the book shall be delivered. And to help it that we have our a great God who cannot leave us even in the midst of trouble. He'd rather come down himself than to allow us be broken by the pressure Ne pressure Oh, hallelujah. So we said that last Sunday. But I want also to add something. You see, when we come to church, okay, let me say this. Some people have a very bad attitude about rebuke. Actually, the false prophets they try to comfort people when they are rebuked. Say, you know the church is there. Every time, every time is whips. Whips. You're being beaten all the time. Let me tell you. If you are here, if you are such a speaking, 
you hear such a speaking like a spirit is sympathizing with you being beaten by the summons that is an evil spirit rebukes from the pulpit is not whips that we should lament about we come to church to be beaten. And the beatings, they are beating evil spirits out of us. That's why even when hard sermons are being preached, you should say amen. Because you are not agreeing with Satan. It it's not you. Listen, it is new that it's not you that is being rebuked. It is Satan. And you don't want Satan in your life. So you should agree with God. Satan to go. Satan kugenda. I fear that church. Every, they beat and that person is ever tough. Beating. You are simply Bible consolidity. You are simply uh, 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 not renegade. Bastard. Bastard. Yeah, bastard is a very flat word. But there is a word the Bible says. You are deaf. Simply an illegitimate child. The Bible says. The Bible if we cannot bear with chastisements. And rebukes. We are illegitimate and not children. Every child that comes to God must be rebuked. And when your dad rebukes you, you love him more. Mokama favors you. Hallelujah. Amen. Bampa story, Nakwezo. I was told a story. Was there, I was told of a certain man. President Museveni. He used to whip President Museveni. Mo class. In the class. He could whip him and run away from school and came and hid himself in a room at home. And he could come hunting for him at home. And he asked his father, Where is he? I want him. Then he was pulled out. And he harassed him more. And President Museven, when he became a president, he sent that man. He sent for that man to send the soldiers to bring him. And he was brought before house. in the state house. And he told him, do you know why I've sent for you? I want to pay the whips which you whipped me. Now I don't know. Uh, he gave him a lot of wealth. It was like he was going to revenge. 
but he gave him wealth. And he told him that if it wasn't by the whips you give me, I wouldn't have become what I am. I would like to tell you that eternal life it is not easy. It is easy and not easy. The judgment of God is coming. But the Bible says that judgment should begin in the house of God. You will not be naughty and you think that you shall overcome. That's why God puts you in pressure and he whips you. And he beats you until all the chaff gets off of you. And even the hard sermons which are being preached to you, you are supposed to be happy of them. This is true about my life. My preacher choice, my choices of preachers would be preachers who preach hard. Okulonda Before I became a preacher, I wanted hard preachers. Those who preach. And I feel like falling down and repent before the service ends. That is the kind of preacher I desire for. And now, up to now, I desire for such sermons. Praise the Lord. So, it is not beating you. It is beating the dross that is in you. Brother Bram said, Brother Branham Nagamba, the refiners of God in those days, before refineries were made, they used lungus. So they would go and, uh, and mine gold. And because everywhere there is gold, there is dross. It's always dirty. Amen. So they would uh, mine it. Bring it home. And then they get lungu. And then they beat. They beat. They beat. Amen. And every time they beat, the beating is purging gold. And finally, it starts shining. And when it reaches a level that the world beating would see, stand and see his image there. His reflection there, he would know now it is pure clean. So who is this refiner? Jesus Christ. He picked you from a dirty quarry. Some dirty 
Maybe witchcraft doctors, drunkards, people who cast abuse and fight. And then that's how data you came. But there is gold in you as well. That nature na, must live. So God is beating. He may beat you with summons. He brings preachers here. And then they beat you. And beat you. And beat you. They are beating hard summons. Beating the dirt out of you. And if you cannot respond very well to those summons, then problems. He will allow problems in your life. And problems and problems. And troubles and troubles. Until you cry for mercy. Now that is a harder lung. But finally, he, wa he wants to look him. To, 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 to look at you and he sees himself in you. Hallelujah! Amen. Now that's a bit of background of Sunday sermon. But our God does not only do that he knows even how to encourage us. This is a good father. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know God is main business? God is main business. Is on earth. And it is on the church. God is not a God is not like a, 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 an investor who has cattle farm, aina farm yente, caterpillar farm, aina farm yebisani, flowers, farm yebimuri, hogs, aina mbizejindi, and is a teacher. Ateranga ate musomesa. Until he has no time for a particular thing. A teacher. Katonda. Natu kukubango muto yotaina bisera biateka kuchintunga chino oye chimunga chitadekwe bisere bimara. So don't imagine that God has so many other businesses in heaven. Kakati toro wozanti katonda inayo business in endala muguruza wakura. God is not a polygamist. Katonda simu polygame. He has no another family in heaven. Taina yo family endala muguru. He's taking care of under another family under the sea and another family some corner of the universe no he has one family we are his bride 
and were his children. He has no other children with a second wife. And the third wife. No. Uh-uh. He has one family. And when you have one family. You concentrate on that family. You mind the, start, the, the academics of your children. You, you mind their future. You, you mind how they are performing. You mind about their discipline. You mind, you mind about the family. So God, if he was a human being, every day, he would be busy with a book. Taking note. Today, his prayer life has, has improved by 2%. Today, his power to resist temptation has dropped by 0.3%. Today, his appetite for the word is like this. Tomorrow, this area should improve. And as it improves, the other one will also improve then it will be better God is ever monitoring caring concerned and uh, this area here has taken long to, to improve so I'm going to do the the, the thing that, now that, that can help him I will raise a problem in his life. For two months, he'll go without salary. And after those two months, and he's being pushed by the landlord, being troubled by the deaths here and there and even his wife will turn against him because of the press of luck and after that time that area will improve and that is the way he's going to hammer that. The character in you. That is how God, God, how beautiful the Savior prayed, commands his children. He takes account of their fine spiritual attitude. He takes full account of you. And he says. I know. Mani. I know this in your life. Mani I know this. I know this. I know also that. He tells them, I know thy works. And that thy labor. And thy pain. 
patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. I think we shall take long in, on this very interesting subject. God wants people who are hard working. A church that is hard working. A church that is busy A church that minds his business. And then he looks at that area. He says, I know your labor. I know your patience. God wants a church that is vigilant. Not a church that is asleep. Where any sin can enter in. Any hypocrite can enter in. Without notice. And is tolerated. You see, the church is many things. Before. The church is a bride. The church is a family. The church is an army. The church is God's government. So, what kind of, in an aspect of, uh, of a bride, there is a way God expects her to, to, to behave? In an aspect of a government, there is a way God wants church to behave. For example, the church is called the true, the true vine. I am the true vine under the branches. So there is that aspect of a church being a plant. And now as a plant is supposed to bear fruit. And it's supposed to have immunity against the bugs. Resistance. In a character, in a quality. It has the character and quality to resist the bugs. And in another aspect, it is a, is a bride. The bride must have a character. I know virtuous. She must be virtuous. Hard working. Hard working. She cares for the people and she cares for the husband. She respects the husband. And she's careful. She protects, she keeps her life virtuous. And she does not allow to be defiled by other men. The church is not supposed to be defiled by the world. Now that is another aspect. Now in another. The church is the kingdom of God. In another aspect. 
So as a kingdom, there is no kingdom without armory. There has no forces, armed forces. Amen. So it must be guarded on guard and on duty to fight. So he, he, he takes account of her ability to defend herself against strange forces. Enemy forces. God does not want a church which is just there. When Satan comes and he defeats it, and the church is just there, and you find security security is just loose. You find you find them here dancing on a pulpit while he dances. They creep in slowly. And they become members. Tomorrow you find them dancing. I don't know how they dance Kalipuso. Amen. You know, brethren, we've come to give you the special song. And may the Lord bless you. Then they start to pull. And you find them now. That's. All these things were not like this before. All these things were not like that before. They have come in and they have conquered. Strange forces Strange forces have come in the church and they have defeated. The ch they have conquered the church. The gospel has changed now. The singing has changed. The dressing has changed. What is that? Satan sent his forces. And they became Christians. And they conquered. It means that the security of the church is weak. In a kingdom, this is a kingdom. Security nafu. The security part of it is weak. Hallelujah. Amen. Now Jesus this wants a church. But When we come to that aspect of kingdom, and those people are seeing, they are awake. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible And the Bible says when men slept, the enemy crept in. He also sold the tears. Now God wants people when there is a tight security. Now he's telling them 
And I know this good about you. That you don't bear those who are evil. And you tested them who called themselves apostles. And they were not. And you found them liars. Now God wants a church which is like that. This is not an easy teaching. It is such a deep. Many churches will be defeated. And you find the works, the acts which were never in our midst when they are stated in those churches. Because we have let down the bars. Brother Branham Yagamba, they have let down the bars. And the gods came in and took over. Amen. Then we find ourselves here when we have a wedding. They come here with the balance, trousers tight. Balance. And the things were not like that before. Love songs How has love songs started to be sung? In the weddings of the believers. We must be a sober and vigilant church. Hallelujah. Amen. Those who are like these ones were like that. And God liked that about them. Amen. Let me talk more about singing. Singing in the Bible was worship. And singing. It was uh, the thing which, which went before the fighters, the, the, the warriors. Singing could bring down the glory of God. That's why before we preach, uh, the first thing is preach is singing. Anointing. Singing brings down the anointing. Then God comes with a sword and slays the enemy through preaching. Singing entertainment. It is not an entertainment. entertainment. Singing is not an entertainment. It is worshiping. Let me ask you now. When you go to Kampara and hire a hall concert, and you make a concert that entering 50,000 VIP 100,000 so, so and so will be the curtain raisers. Now Roger is a main singer. There you have gone to fight which battle? What kind of gospel is that? Those things have started in the message. Now, 
Of recent, I was showed a post of um, a believer in a message in Nairobi and he was inviting people to come to his concert. It was like uh, 3,000 of Kenya shillings. That is like 90,000. There is VIP. They had cutting raisers and the main actor. It is something you pay for to come and be entertained. Over That has no similarity with the spirit of the message. It never began like that. But now the gods have been put down. And gods have come in. And pastors come there and, uh, and get entertained. This is a weak amen. No security. Setting wrong trends. On Saturday we have a wedding. We don't want entertainment. If there is anything that should be like At God's side, worship is allowed. Entertainment, no. Entertainment is not allowed. If there is a joy, if there is a joy you want, we want that joy of entering in the spirit. So see, not that joy no. of kuseka moko. It is a joy of. Getting in the spirit. That is God's. Hallelujah. Amen. How beautifully the Savior praises and commends his children. He takes full account of their fine spiritual attitudes and behavior. He knows that there is a weakness, there is weakness among us them, But as yet he does not cry out against it. Isn't that just like the Lord? He knows how to encourage us in the right matters. And discourage us in the wrong matters. We could all learn a good lesson right here in running the church. And our families. What does that mean? As a parent, you should learn to encourage your child. Than to always be looking for mistakes and noting, and noting the mistakes and only the wrong things. 
And from morning to evening, oh, there is no appreciation. There is no oh, thank you. There is no say, ah, this is good. You've done a good thing. But it is you are bad. You are wrong. You are this. You are this. I don't know what to become of you. Now you see. That's not right. Amen. Amen. There should be times of commanding the good things. Acknowledging, taking account of the good things Charlie is doing. And you encourage them. There is something about encouragement. There is something about appreciation. I may not remember that story very well. But Ben Carson, the greatest neurosurgeon in the world, he was the He was the densest in class. And they knew there is nothing good that can come out of the boy. I've forgotten some details, but some circumstances one day took him to uh, library. And he, he picked a book. He read, he read about rocks and how they were formed. He enjoyed it. Was, it interested him. He noticed very deep good details about that story. He took some notes. Then the following week, the teacher's uh, topic was about that, about rocks. But you know, there is a technique of teachers of asking children questions before you you tackle a new topic. To see who some knowledge about it. All of them, they kept quiet and their hands were down. But as the teacher asked a question, all of them quiet, down. The boy raised his hand. And the whole class let, let into a laughter. Why? Because they knew he's the most dense. Nothing good can come out of him. Then the teacher encouraged, yes. 
The boy stood and narrated. I narrated. narrated what he had read. And the, the children were still laughing. Knowing what is speaking is wrong. But the teacher was yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell us more. Yes, good. And then. The, the rest began keep, keep getting quiet. quiet. And the boy all of a sudden became a champion. In the topic. And then the teacher, oh, everybody clap for Ben. They kept quiet. Got a shame. And that is the key that opened his brain. That encouragement of oh, I can do something positive. I can make it. That is what opened his Today is the greatest neurosurgeon in the world and no man has made a name he has before and no one has it at present. Because so being positive about yourself there is something about it. Self esteem Encouragement. So, even your parent encouraging the child. That is what may. Amen. Amen. Then to keep everything. Also, a parent should be someone who can rebuke. Not always pampering a child. No, there is time for. The right parent will know when to rebuke and when to encourage. Amen. Brother Brown talks of the Kentucky mothers. Brother Branham, he looks at the girls, the modern girls. Of how they behave, the attitude they have, the time they come in at home, the way they dress, the way they answer their parents. He said, Oh, if that was our old Kentucky mother. Mothers, they ought to teach them the mothers of America how to raise their children. If she, does that, if she does that, that old mother will 
jambo na hiko tree mamo lio wedo wakintaki ya hizo kilo mutina kukutrake tabi and before she realizes Eranga tanabana kutegera She'll be with bruises all over Omwaro ya jakuba jude ebiwundu And she'll come back to her senses Eraja koma omukutegera kwenga ulidemu God also does not keep on encouraging us Eraka tonda na pebulijota lia onti atuzamu buzamanyi bulikasera There are time for rebuking us Walue chisere chokutune nya Oh blessed be the name of the Lord Mukama yeba siwenyo one time brother brother visited a family. Oru brother brother mya chalira ko family mu. And the child came from school. Omwana na ava kusomero. And the mother had not prepared mama yali tanaba kutege kamere ya chamisana. And she apologized to the child. Anamwe gairi namwe tondero omwana. I'm sorry I you phone before I Food is fake. So you want bad business? You want to be okay? You want to be okay? You want to be okay? You want to be eating this orange. Na yojiro diya kumuchungwa guno. The boy looked at the orange. Bobo kanatunua muchungwa. The Lord of Anger. Ne chiruye chamaani. Threw it on the wall. Nari okagu kuata na bakusi. And the juices flowed on the wall. Ah, omu muchungwa ne deguta ni gundi. Omu visi ne gukuru kuta kuchisenge. Brother Branham said this ought to be mine in five minutes. Brother Branham nagan to nasani dokubero wange mudachika tano so kabwezi. I'll pull off his hide. Oh yo, nari mususumbu dekoru susu. In such a speed until he does not realize that he has been pulled off. Musupide na kutege ranti tacha inaru susuro na kumubiri. Imagine to be skinned on such a speed and you don't know you are not aware that that skin is off of you. That is a true parent. Who encourages, who encourages you where you ought to be encouraged, encouraged and who rebukes you where you are supposed to be. And rebuked. that is love. Genuine love. You cannot see You cannot wait to see a car coming on a terrible speed 90 kilometers per hour And the child is playing in a road So you reject the child Throw him off the road Find him there Never play there again That is real love So brother Brown says brother Brown, We should learn from God how to run our churches. And even our families. There are times to encourage the church. There are times to rebuke it. There are times to encourage your children. And to take note of the good things. And also to rebuke them. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. He knows how to encourage us in the right matters. Discourage us in the wrong matters. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We could all learn a good lesson in that 
God deals with us, each one of us. In exactly this day. Don't ever be discouraged, saint of God. For God is not ungracious to forget your labors of love. Whatever we do, even giving a cup of cold water to someone has a reward and blessing from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I know the work, they work, they live, and they patience. Oh my, maybe I, I, I stop here because of time. This is a topic that we, we shall really enjoy. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Next time we are going to handle this. I know thy works. Thy labor. And thy, and thy, thy patience. Then later on we shall handle this. Thou canst not bear them which are evil. Then we shall handle later on. Thou hast tried them that say the apostles are not known. Amen. Then we shall handle. For my name's sake has delivered and has not fainted. And then we shall... Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen or repent. That was rebuke now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us stand on our feet. I'm so glad that Jesus sent me free. I'm so glad. That Jesus set me free. Oh, I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. I am so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free.